2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go!
3: And the weekend football kicks off in just a couple of hours. Ross County up against Aberdeen in the Cinch Premiership and Queen's Park against Hamilton Ackies in the Championship. The headlines, team news for the weekend. Well, for the Champions Celtic, defending champions, 12 points ahead. Same as last week, injury-wise, no Rio Hattati, but he could be back for next weekend. We hear from Ange Postacoglu, no Leal Abada and no James Forrest and for Rangers we're with Mark Guidi tonight and Barry Ferguson well for Rangers there's a a litany of players who are out tomorrow Conor Goldson who of course missed last weekend Antonio Cholak the two Ryans Kent and Jack Yilmaz and Scott Wright Barry you're at Ibrox tomorrow (laughs) is there any big news you can reveal here on Go Radio? Well I'm fit and available Paul I know I'm a bit
4: old the legs are no the same but no that's a few players that are I'm missing, I heard Michael Beale do his presser and he's not going to take any chances because obviously in a couple of weeks there's a, a massive semi-final ahead um, but Rangers have got a big enough squad to, to cope with that I'm I'm looking at it, it's probably three certain starters that would be and Jack and Ryan Kent Sholak's like not played much over the last few weeks Yilmaz and, and Scott Wright are bit part players so Rangers I'm sure will have enough in the, in the locker and enough in the squad to make sure that they get the three points tomorrow against the
3: man. and we will hear from Michael Beale in a few moments so yeah we've got both managers on the show tonight and maybe you as well good time to call 0808 08, 17, 17 700 Mark wait, he swept into the building about an, oh. half an hour ago didn't he look majestic and yeah, ah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's majestic it's... swept in <laughs> swept away uh, <laughs> you are obviously where, where were you a big lunch party or something no I know you were at a very special charity lunch in Glasgow,
5: I, 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 was, I was. actually was a real, uh, genuinely a real uh, privilege to be there. The Emmy Smiley uh, Charity Foundation, and um, I think it's out there. And it was it was, it was a, a private event, but it was um, okay. more than half a million pounds uh, donated from um, Emmy's uh, charity from the Smiley family um, to various charities in the in the West of oh. Scotland. Paul, um, uh, the, the Beatson, mm. the Glasgow Children's Hospital Charity, the Shielian Ward. Um, Mary Curie, St Margaret's, St Andrews, Villa Levin, um Hospital, um yep. and, and, and a few um, more and what, what a, a turnout, yeah. Sir so Alex Ferguson, mm-hmm. Sir Kenny Dalglish, Alan McCoy, Neil Lennon, Alec McLeish, Charlene and Anas Sarwar, oh god, and, and yeah. you know, Archie Knox, Alan McCoy, Ian Durant, you know that there was there was loads mm-hmm. of um people there know the, the the good people that help out Lord Hockey was there yep. as well and James Mortimer and um, Walter Smith um, families, and Ethel and, and Stephen Ethel and Neil, and, movement, yeah. uh, so it was lovely. And the, the, yeah. as we all know, the, the, oh. it's a generosity of, yep. of the people and. Um, you know, you've seen them, Sir Alex and Sir Kennedy and how humble it was for yeah. um, for everybody so great work
3: you know, it's lovely to see that Yeah, Andy Smiley and the family they have raised weekend, over half a million Barry That's unbelievable yeah. sums of money yep. um, but it's for a brilliant cause yeah. no doubt about
4: it and Mark's just rhymed off a, a number of charities that will benefit uh, from that um, lunch this afternoon so great news that
3: everyone was there apart from you and me Barry Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <but the> <laughs> <laughs> back to me back to us no, I've got, back, got, it, I've
4: got go. to say when <laughs> they strolled into the office
3: oh, it was looking <laughs> tricky back, back to
4: his, the beginning oh, yes. let's be honest but it yeah. was looking <laughs> tricky um, I'm not sure he'd done yeah. he done a challenge um, okay. earlier on we're we going oh, to see it oh, on social, social media
5: I'm regretting it already yeah.
4: I'm regretting it already keep an eye on the socials Yep. we'll see on the socials how Mark was
3: dressed this afternoon Look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shoot on a show, show <laughs> Friday's here. The weekend kicked off at four with uh, Gina and her amazing bangers. There were some fantastic songs, and uh, back on Monday, right. Let's get down to the football itself. What well, we hear from the two managers. Uh, the injuries. Uh, what's the
6: situation? First of all, Ange Postacoglu ahead of the game on Sunday at Kilmarack Celtic. Pretty much, uh, I think. I mean, we still got training tomorrow, but pretty much status quo. I mean, Put it this way, the ones who were injured last week or unavailable last week won't be available this week either. So um, they're all edging closer to it. But, uh, um, you know, I don't think, um, well, no, none of them will make it back. So um, pretty much the same as last week at this stage. And he was asked, you know, what are Celtic going for? The points record is an obvious one to beat. All that is pretty much irrelevant if we don't win on the weekend. You know, I mean, what's the point of looking beyond that? You know, you can talk about records, you can talk about winning the title and all that, but... If we don't win the game, play well and win the game on Sunday, then it all becomes irrelevant. So it may be sort of, I guess, boring or monotonous probably more the word for some to consistently hear me saying that that's what's important, but that's the reality of it because, you know, if we don't win, then all these questions become redundant, you know, about anything we do because they'll be saying, well, you know what, you, you didn't really play well on the weekend, you didn't win the game, how are you going to get the guys back refocused? Well... I'm trying to avoid having to answer those kind of questions, by making sure that they don't look beyond, you know, what's this weekend. And that was a wordy answer, but I still bet it's less than Alistair's. <laughs> we'll hear
3: from Alistair Johnson, um, Mark. It, it's different from last weekend, isn't it? all eyes in football in the UK was the biggest game on Mm. this island, Mm -hmm. Uh, certainly in Scotland, was Celtic Rangers. It's Sunday, it's Kilmarnock, it's what will be there, you know, 10,000 or 8,000 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is it hard for them to keep that focus, the relentless pressure that Celtic have put on at the top of the table?
5: I I don't know. I I don't think it will be hard for Celtic. I think they are focused. I don't think the manager uh, would allow it. So yeah, I mean, I think we would all agree that the league is 99.9% Um, tied up the result um, last Saturday for Celtic um, assured that uh, for them so they're going to retain the title back to back champions then there's different targets within that so first of all they've got a strong strong squad Mm -hmm. and you want to be starting So you want to be starting on on, on Sunday the following weekend and then showed enough form to get the nod to start against Rangers in the cup semi-final on April 29th there are also targets the points target they will want to beat 106 which is Brendan Rodgers I think only twice so they will take over the 100, 103 with Martin O'Neill in 2002, 106 with Ryder and Rogers in 2017. They're on course to get 109. So even if, like, for example, they drew at Ibrox but won every other game, then they would beat the, the points target. So there's, there's different challenges out with just becoming the champions that will absolutely keep them on their toes. And Paul, you don't only lose one domestic game um, in, in, in a year um, if you're not buying on it every single day.
3: Barry, is it your pride as well that you want to continue on that winning run?
4: Yeah, um, there's a lot of things that are connected with it. Pride's probably the, the, the biggest the biggest thing. Um, and look, his attitude does he, he doesn't want to look beyond the next game and that's at Kilmarnock because he, he says it'll be irrelevant if they don't get a result at Kilmarnock then it's not going to happen. So, the, the way he goes about his business and the way his teams play, um, they go out, they go full throttle, and they try and they try and um, get the win at every opportunity they can. Um, and I'm sure on Sunday they're going down to a difficult surface. Mm. Coman home form this season has been excellent. It will be tough, but I, I, I said during the week, I, I just think they're.
3: It'll be far too strong for command at the end of the day. When you were on here with us on Wednesday night with Peter Grant, we got the news that it looked as though Ross Wilson would be heading from Ibrooks to Nottingham Forest, and we were right, it's happened. And Michael Beale's been speaking about the departure of the director of football today.
7: Well, I think he's been here for three and a half years and I think he's been through three managers now. It's just the third manager. He obviously inherited Stephen and and then Gio came in and he's had a lot of hires, you know, win the league, the Europa League, getting to the final, winning the Scottish Cup and and he's had offers along the way, and I just felt that you know, and you'd have to ask him yourself, but just in my conversations with him, I think he felt it was a good moment for him and his family, and you have to respect that. And and uh, and I thought he'd done a good job here. You know, it's the outside perception is not what everybody feels and sees day in day out inside. When you work in a big club, there's always going to be opinion about your success or or not. But Ross will be known here as a really good guy who was here 24/7 and. The one thing that that in day in day out that you're missing in terms of his personality was how positive he was uh, through good and bad times. He was always on the remit and always on the the job that the board was was obviously demanding of him.
3: Barry, obviously in recent weeks, the last few months, he's had a lot of criticism from some of the Rangers fans. Uh, what do you feel his departure will mean for Rangers? Um, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they
4: they replace him. Um, look, he, he's come under for a fair bit of criticism. In terms of recruitment, I thought in the summer it wasn't the best, I've got to be honest with you. But then on the other hand, he's, he's, um, he was part of the deals to bring the money in for Bassey, Arebo, and Nathan Patterson. So he's brought in a, a fair amount. Um, so he's obviously took the opportunity to go to Nottingham Forest. Um, and I said during the week that the most important thing for Rangers is that it didn't drag on this. When the interest became known in, in Wednesday, it was pretty much done in the space hours and now Rangers can move on and as I said this summer is so important for Michael Beal and it was interesting to hear his, his interview that the, the recruitment's already done he's already identified who he wants
3: it's just getting these players over the line now Yeah, Here's a bit more from Michael Beal on recruitment
7: and there's, there's players that we're speaking to there's targets obviously you know you're speaking to agents and you're away doing pretty much what every club would do um I'm not going to give you the ins and outs of that, as you can imagine, but uh, I'm, I'm confident and I'm happy with where things are right now.
3: And on like, the role itself of sporting director?
7: I've got a direct line to him. Uh, Stuart Robinson I've got a good relationship with. and So in terms of the communication in the short term, there's no problem. If the club deemed fit that we should have another sporting director, then and, and that's the good model for the club because it's a wide-reaching role here at Rangers. It has an, an overseeing of... Uh, line managing the academy staff the women's staff not just the first team manager that's you know and recruitment everything that comes in it's somebody that's a buffer between those heads of department and, and the board and, and that's how a lot of uh, clubs work now you know five ten years ago maybe it was it wasn't the norm in the UK but now it very much is um, in the short term am I able with the head of recruitments and every, all the line managers to do their jobs of course I am once we get through the summer uh, window or we get into the summer, if the club deem that it feels good the way it is at the moment, then no problem. I've got no problem working alone or, or with a sporting director.
5: Mark? Yeah, i will be interested to see. What, I mean, the, the model that they seem to have now at most clubs is a, there's a sporting director, director of football, whatever you want to call it. You know, Michael Beal's right there what they said, you know, not just in Ross Wilson's role across the board. It's not just about speaking to Ross Wilson and speaking to Stuart Robertson or the chairman you know, there's a the women's football, there's sports science, yeah. there's a the medical department, there's a the scouting department. I mean, it, it, it's a massive um, role. I mean, Rangers with good people internally at the moment. I mean, working alongside Ross Wilson in terms of recruitment, if we focus on that, like John Park that used to be at Celtic, John Brown, who spotted many good players for mm. Rangers over the years, John Sp- Park helped to spot many good players for Celtic um, as well. So there's good people there. There's clearly a well down the line with, with one or two players, if not more. So it, I, I suppose it will fall on Stuart Robertson and Michael mm-hmm. Beale to come together. I don't think Rangers will be in any rush to get in a sporting uh, director or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and what you will find, Paul, which is important for Michael Beale, so Michael Beale inherited Ross Wilson mm-hmm. as a sporting director. Ross Wilson was part of the process that brought Michael Beale back to the club. So M- Michael Beale would have inherited how it works for the sporting director. But if you're Michael Beale. Say there's one or two things that he might not have been happy about with the process with the relationship. He's almost got a blank canvas to go where spot. is actually now. I've never ever found out, even under Giovanni Van Bronkers, how it worked. Who'd the final say, Comings and Goans? Stu- does a coach just coach targets or does he help to sign them? Does he, you know, so we've not. So if Michael Bales maybe not, to what I'd like a wee bit more say on A, B, and C. This would be his chance now to go and do it if he's just dealing with Stuart Robinson or B, if a new guy comes in to sit down and say actually this is a new guy's remit it's not going to be exactly the same as Ross Wilson or I'm not happy being involved in a, B and C. I just want that put onto the sporting directors but it can work in many different ways but it should put Michael Beale in a stronger position for himself so he, he could work this to his advantage in a, in a positive way for the football club
4: Barry do you agree? I don't think Michael Beale would have, have took the Rangers job and the way that he speaks and when you listen to him when he's doing his pressers is, I, I think he's the man who makes the final decision he's the one listen it, it works both ways the, the scout department will bring players Michael Beale will say this is who I want A, B, C, D and E um, but I, I honestly do believe the way that he, you hear him talk that Michael Beale decides Who's coming through the door? I, I, I certainly think it was it was his signings in the January window, no doubt about that. Uh, Cantwell and and Raskin, and listen, he might be able to work without yeah. a sporting director. Mm-hmm. He might enjoy doing both of them. The, the only thing, the thing that a sporting director does, he takes away a lot of the the strain for the manager. Yeah. He'll go and negotiate with the club yeah, sure. about transfer fees, about wages, dealing with agents, all that sort of stuff, and the manager's just de- de- uh, got to deal with who he wants and he's only got to speak to the, the player. But I, I think they'll they'll use this next couple of months to see mm-hmm. how it can work. And then I think they'll make a, a decision come the summer. Let's hear a final bit
3: from Michael Beale on transfer targets.
7: Well, we just went into it, obviously, in the last window with Todd and Nico, and, and we're always looking at what's out there and what's interesting and, and how we can maximise, you know, the budget that we've got to bring in... As many good players. The first thing is, do they fit Rangers? Not the price. Um, we are certainly in a country where we have to cut our cloth cleverly and according to the budget that we have. But it's a market that I'll look at closely. Um, I think you know, if you look at this year with someone like Malik Tillman alone with an option, is always great as well for a player at maybe a big club that cannot break through. There's lots, and with me and my staff, the big thing is is our network is very strong. If you add that then to the recruitment team here, we're searching far and wide. But if the the window goes how I plan it to go, then you'll be able to trace a lot of the players back to uh, some maybe I've worked with, or you'll be able to see the links. They'll be clear. It's important that we do, we recruit strongly and we recruit the right type of people as well.
3: But the Hercule Poirot in there, you'll be able to follow the link. So, you know, it sounds as though it's players that he and markets that he's worked in, which is maybe primarily England.
5: Yeah, I would imagine um, so, you know, he's got, and, and don't forget his staff as well, his backroom staff, yeah. as, as, as I think Peter Grant pointed out a few times. You've I've worked in you know, youth departments academies down the road, so they'll be watching progress of certain people. You can lose the, use the loan market very well uh too, Paul. If you have good relationships with the really big clubs um down the road. Um I Celtic did a number of times with Man City. Um, so yeah there's a chance but what he said there was um, I'm confident I think at the previous club I'm Mm -hmm. confident and I'm happy where we're going in terms of of, uh, recruitment so um, and by the way we all know there's no point in beating about the bush as a football club and as a manager they have to get it right in the summer because it won't be tolerated if Celtic win the title again this time next year it will not be tolerated even if they win the cup
1: You've, you've got, got
5: to watch, win the league next year. Oh, you've got, got to. That would up, be yeah. three or four windows yeah. in. So, you know, eventually, Rangers, if it's not Michael Beale, they will need to. If, I mean, look at Giovanni Van Bronck, I've said many times a European Cup final, a Europa League final, yeah. a Scottish Cup, £30 million for the yeah. Champions League, all that in the space of three or four months. He was at the door three or four months later because yeah. he wasn't keeping up with Celtic in the league. So the league is the absolutely the be all and end all. And if you're not producing as a Rangers manager, then you're going to be shown the door. It stands to reason.
4: I think Michael Bale understands how important it is in the summer. There's no doubt about that. And listen to him. It sounds to me he's confident. They've obviously identified early, which I think is a good thing. Because what you don't want is, and we've spoken about it a number of times, is you don't want players coming through the door. The end, middle of August, the end of August. You want them in as quickly as possible. That first day pre season, so they can get used to their new teammates. I, I get used to the surroundings and the obviously the expectations and demands of, of Rangers. And it was interesting to hear him say that it's not just about getting good players; it's getting the right people who can handle big occasions and situations. Because um, you're always
3: under pressure when you play games of football for Rangers. The weekend is here. You can call Mark Weedy, Barry Ferguson. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred.
2: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local, friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go!
3: Chris will be back with the traffic and travel on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) I love love that line you said. (laughs) Other than that, the traffic
5: is coping well. Yeah. If I was feeling, I was going to say, unlike you, <laughs> unlike the presenter.
3: Thank you, well, Mark Woody, it's been a great couple of years for Mark. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah. You can head back down the uh, Dumbarton Road. It's, it's been wonderful having you, Mark. But, uh, exactly. Pleasure. exactly. Simon Jordan's back. He's here on say, Monday.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't great. laughing until I looked at Mark Woody, and he started laughing. Oh, and yeah. you know what it's like when somebody I starts play. laughing. Oh. You're going to join in. Absolutely. It's Friday, but, yeah, of course. Hopefully, oh. Chris is back Monday. <laughs> 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 so back after okay. the next
3: break. <laughs> well, it could be arranged, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but listen, if you are caught in this traffic, it's no oh. laughing matter. I know that when you are in the traffic, the weekend there's so much to go. I mean, where we're we going to go? Hibs, Hearts. we not yet. We're going to hear from to Postecoglou about the referees in a minute. But what's going on at Tynecastle? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's obviously something Robert Snodgrass uh, away. Mark, what's, what do you what do you think's going on there? He and Stephen Naismith obviously told him, look, you're not going to feature much, if at all. And, yeah. and he, he's gone.
5: Yeah, I mean, I have to say, We're as we going. said on Monday night, yeah. I, I was surprised that uh, Robbie Nielsen um, losing his job. but genuinely um, was. I didn't think he, he deserved um, to, to have the, the trigger pulled on him. Lee McCulloch's um, away as well. Robert Snodgrass yeah. has been told he's surplus to the requirements. It sounds um, a bit messy mm-hmm. in the background. And we the, the, you know whatever's been going on, it'll, it'll, it tends to come out, it might come out in, um, in dribs and drabs. But um, Stephen Naismith's been given. Um, the hot seat he's got six or seven games to go and do something he's got the perfect start to go and you know put himself you know right in the, the forefront to become the permanent um, manager but I have to say as well apart from I know Robert Snodgrass would be suspended for tomorrow yeah, because sure. of his red card last yeah. week but he's been one of Hart's best players yeah. this season fantastic fitness levels. he's a great professional Sets a great example in the dressing room um so I can't get my head round, you know, why Robert Snodgrass is not um involved at hearts because he's he's got plenty to offer.
3: And Stephen Naismith, he's you know, led with his chin. He said too many of his players were coasting uh, when they lost that third spot, Barry. So he needs to back it up now. And you know both of them well, but especially Stephen Naismith.
4: Yeah, and first and foremost, um, obviously disappointed to see Robbie and, yeah. and Lee lose their jobs, but also it's a good opportunity for, for Naismith He's been in the background with the B team. Uh, working pretty well and he's got an opportunity until the end of the season to stake a claim to take the job. Um, I watched his interview wasn't he messing about? He's made it clear that he expects a a reaction Um, because it's obviously the the last few results have been disappointing. I still look at Hearts and I still think they've got the strongest out with Rangers and Celtic they've got the strongest team and in terms of Snodgrass I was surprised as well because when I've watched Hearts He's pretty much dictated most of the games that I've, yeah. I've seen hearts yes. playing. um, so there, there must be something going in the background. But listen, Nasey's made his decision, uh, Snodgrass is obviously going to move on. He said he's had a, a brilliant career, no doubt about it. I'm sure he could still yeah. play, no problem whatsoever. And it's a brilliant game for, for Nasey, of course. It's
3: what it's a, a derby game. If you're not fired up for these sort of games, you shouldn't be playing football. Mark, seven games to go. There's mm. £6 million. Between 5 and £6 million if you get into third position. And your old club, St Mirren, are not far off it. So Aberdeen in third spot, 47 points. Mm-hmm. Hearts in 45. St Mirren in 44. Yeah. If you were the running Saints, would you be saying, here's a massive bonus, life-changing, and let's go and get this third spot. Is that possible for St Mirren?
5: Yeah, it is, Paul. They're the, the three points um, off it. Um, they've got a really tough game, yeah, obviously, sure. tomorrow. Yeah. They're, they're going to... Um, Going to Irox, yep. but if you look at the the, the 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 teams above them, you know, Hearts have got an Edinburgh Derby, yep. um, and uh, you know, Aberdeen are at Ross County tonight, nice. which won't be an easy game, Ross County, you know, on the back of that one. It's man, but uh, sorry, it's at Johnson last week. But yes, it's man for Stephen Robinson, his staff and his players. Credit to them, they've had a wonderful season. Mm. By the way, even if they don't win another game the rest of the season, they've had a wonderful um, campaign. And uh, a credit um, to to the players, and I think they've still got a bit in them. You know, Rangers will need to play play really well, Paul, mm-hmm. to win tomorrow. You know, any team that can go to Tynecastle uh, and win two 0 has got something about them, and they'll land at Ibrox tomorrow full of confidence. But for Rangers in front of their own supporters, they should win the game.
3: Stephen Robinson has opened initial talks, Barry, as you know, with St. Marin about a new contract, but he's going to put his future on hold while the, the team chase their best league position. So, I'm uh, well, uh, just looking at the yeah. table, Paul. I've got every opportunity,
4: every opportunity um, to, to get that third place. And if they get that third place, I mean, I, I think if you, you listen to anybody at the start of the season, they were most people's yeah. favourites mm-hmm. to go down. Um, so what a job he's done I'm not surprised that he's opened um, contract talks I'm looking forward to actually seeing him tomorrow mm-hmm. live see how they, they set up against Rangers are they going to sit in and try and frustrate are they going to go and have a, a go they, they play a certain way and, and you know what It's they've reaped the rewards um, some unbelievable results and that was one thing about them their away form wasn't great but it's picked up over the last um, few weeks so yeah, I don't think it's going to be easy for Rangers tomorrow um, because St. Myrna will come with a fair bit of confidence. We're going to Tyncastle and getting a brilliant three points um, last week. So, yeah, what what a season I've had and, and what an opportunity
3: they've got to finish third. Back at Celtic, Ange Postacoglu was asked today. One of the big stories, obviously, was um, Kevin Clancy and the abuse that he took online after. Sp- People or person or persons posted his private details online. Shocking. And Police Scotland are chasing the perpetrators. Uh, And Pastor Coglu spoke about referees and the treatment of uh, people like Kevin Clancy.
6: Concerning for any person, mate, we we shouldn't be even talking about it, that that somebody needs to go to those lengths um, to invade an individual's kind of personal life is um, I mean we're all we all understand we work in a public space and and with that comes scrutiny but you know that that should begin and end within the profession of what we work in not go into our personal lives and uh, and particularly with officials because you know for the most part you know we have clubs or supporter bases that, that you'd like to think would would go into bat for us in situations like this but the officials are kind of left out on their own and yeah, you know, I think it's just really a uh, timely reminder to all of us about the language we use and and you know the the reasonings we use behind things. And a bit more for Ange? Yeah, you know, it was a, it was a real sort of derby game. We had a bit of everything, but it wasn't a great game. It was a game that was riddled with mistakes from both sides, both sides. Players and dare I say, it, managers made a lot, lot more mistakes than the, the officials did on the day. So why we we need to separate that? I mean, it's not like. Um, you know, from my perspective, if anyone analysed that game of things at one moment decided that, then they're not really looking at the big picture. I think from my perspective, there's a decision there. Everyone's got opinions on it. It's not fact-based because it's not like it's an offside or something you can clearly see. It's an opinion-based thing and everyone gives their opinion. Ultimately, one person has to make the decision. It's all right for us to all give our opinion and be really brave, but when you've got to be there and make a decision, that's, what, you know, that's where we've got to have respect for the officials and, and allow them to to do their job. And within the context of that, whatever opinions we had, I thought we should add a penalty at Ibrox. But, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know. At the end of the day, you give your opinion and then you move on and then you analyse the game. And as I said, that was a mistake riddled derby last week uh, by both teams and, you know, to to sort of isolate the officials as to the reasoning why the contest went one way or another, I think, gives a false impression and I think it adds to... Unnecessary pressure to the people making decisions. Mark Goody. very cleverly worded. Mm. Very cleverly worded. Um, you know,
5: he's clearly talking about Michael Beale's after-match comments, where he singled out the the, the disallowed goal by Alfredo uh, Morelos. Where the, Ange Postecoglou is absolutely right. It's an opinion. It's not fact. Now, my opinion is that the goal should have stood. I think Barry's opinion same A lot of people have said that. That said, it didn't. And as Ange Postecoglou referred to it, Celtic, he felt Celtic clearly should have apparently kind of ah, Ibrox in January I'm sure he's referring to the corner goals and handball so there's things that go on and he's saying look make your point but then you know move on be careful of, of the language that you use was a game riddled mis- with mistakes it was two terrible mistakes by Rangers but you've got to credit Celtic for capitalising on those mistakes so you look at the burst of pace from Jota the anticipation getting round Alan McGregor scoring uh, you look at Kyogo for boom You know, right on top of Ben Davis. Now, Celtic made a lot of mistakes, but Rangers didn't capitalise enough on them. So therefore, you've got to credit. It's not about just about making mistakes; it's taking advantage of the mistakes that your opponents made. And Celtic made the most of that on Saturday afternoon. And then to go back to the point about Kevin Clancy, it's right. Look, we work in the media. We've been very critical of referees over the past couple of years, but we're always respectful and we're always constructive. And as long as you're respectful and constructive, you're fine. Well, let's talk about a manager, a player, a referee, a fellow pundit, whatever it may be, and then you don't cross a line. Because I've said that I know a lot of the referees, and I like them. They're good people. A highly pressurised environment. I think it's another good point that Ange Postecoglou made as well. Referees don't get enough support internally from the SFA and from the referees' association. Do you for think? From no, Crawford, no, 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 they don't. There needs to be more support. Um, shown for them there needs to be a a a bigger and better body of work for referees network people standing up for them they'll make mistakes every week managers players make mistakes every week but the referees are are, are, I think they're left isolated and I'll I'll say it again it was a real eye opener for me a couple of years ago when um, Willie Collum gave that podcast about any specific detail about what referees and their families go through on a weekly basis and it wasn't nice and it made you think up, it made you sit um, sit up and, and take notice.
4: I'll need to listen to that podcast. Do you know what, you said that on Monday. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll need to listen to that. Um, no, listen, to, I think he sums it up. It wasn't the, the best of games, it wasn't fully quality, there was a, a number of mistakes but Kevin Clancy made one mistake in the game, it was the penalty, we've all spoke about it, I think everybody agrees, the vast majority of people yeah. but no person should um, have to suffer what Kevin Clancy suffered over that weekend it was absolutely ridiculous and what what are we five days we're still waiting to see if these people get, right. get caught um, hopefully, yep, yeah. ho- hopefully they are pre- pretty soon um, and, and you've got to remember as well our referees are part time these guys work mm-hmm. during the day they give their yep. free time up at night to keep their fitness up two or three times a week and they put themselves out there in the, the limelight at the, the, the weekend and it's a tough gig but I uh, I agree with Mark. Every time a referee does make a mistake, I think each pundit on this show is always constructive in yep. their uh, criticism oh, sure. of referees. Absolutely. And I think yep. if you're like that, I think referees, I'll accept that.
3: Yeah, Michael Beal was asked about it as well, about the incidents and the, the treatment of the yeah, referee.
7: involved around the answering of questions and stuff. That For me, the game was done. Uh, I disagree with one decision. I got it wrong on another because the angle that I'd seen, I thought it had it. Uh, the boys arm it hadn't so fair play but I still think the first decision was was the wrong one and it's up for debate but the game's gone we're not going to be able to change the result of the game or anything I think any of the stuff that I've read and seen earlier, don't know the actual facts about. But if Kevin's been getting abuse, I think it's, it's, it's not something that we, we've, we can accept, accept in football. And it's something that as a club we condemn and, and we're not happy with. I think the referee, whoever the referee is in, in whatever game around the world, it's a difficult job as it is. And I think on the day the referee goes to make the decisions that he sees, I happen to think in that moment it, w- it was a wrong decision. But across the whole game... You can't count too many decisions that were were up for debate. It was just that one moment, and
3: I think that's good that he's clarified that. You know, yeah. he got it wrong to say about the Jota, mm. uh, but he says about the Morellas, I don't think he should have used the word if Kevin Clancy has been has received. He has received mm-hmm. really bad treatment. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I know Michael Beale's live and he's doing it. It's not a script, and I'm sure I'm sure he meant Kevin Clancy has been mm-hmm. treated really badly. It's not an if, Michael. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's yeah. meant
4: it in that yeah. manner. All of them. Yep. Been honest with you. I don't think he's meant it that way. Yeah.
3: Because the club have apologised. Mark, your yeah. view on that? There. What did you take from it?
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, credit to Michael Beale. Yep. He, he's put his hands up. He, he got he got a big call wrong in his post-match yeah, sure. interview yeah. on on Saturday. And, and by the way, I, I I I can accept. Listen, it's a wee bit unfortunate in terms of what's happened in the aftermath yep. of such a big game sure. with Kevin Clancy. But in isolation. You know, you're looking at things, you're showed a, you're showed a certain angle. So I get that. And, and and he's called it wrong and he's been big enough just to say, actually, I get that one wrong. But I still don't agree with the Alfredo Morelos decision, which is absolutely fine. I think the goal should have stood um, as well. But but beyond that, he's he's supported um, Kevin Clancy. He's made it clear that Rangers condemn some of the stuff that's got out in the aftermath, um, the Saturday night stroke, um, into the Sunday. And yeah. it's just... In, in any situation in Scottish football Paul whatever the individual or whatever the circumstance it's just not nice when police have to get involved it's yeah. really not nice at all and it's not necessary it is a game of football yeah. and you know sometimes we just need to take stock of that
3: exactly we love our football and stick yeah. to the football yeah. uh, Michael B was asked more about the injury situation he mentioned six players that this weekend are out Goldson Cholak Kent Jack Yilmaz and Wright
7: I think one or two are just uh, nicks and niggles that we don't want to take a risk on right now. Uh, obviously, Connor, we know, is going to be uh, away with a, with a possibility of playing next weekend. But we're, we've got an eye, obviously, on the semi-final for him. Ryan Kent, uh, right at the end of the game, had an awkward landing. And he's got quite a lot of bruising around it and has not been able to come back to training this week. So we just need to assess where that is early part of next week. Uh, Ridvan will be back Tony has a slight problem with his calf Jacko yesterday just opened his knee out a little bit but we don't think there's anything major there
4: Barry what are you thinking? Uh, No point in risking Paul Um, look, I I think you mentioned the six players at the start of the show I think three of them would be certain starters I think Rangers will have enough in the squad to to cope with that Um, game tomorrow albeit it will be a tough game um, but listen I think all focus and attention goes in the 30th of April there's no doubt about it I know there's a couple of games in between that um, and no being disrespectful to the teams that they're coming up against they should be even if they're missing some important players be getting the, the three points and guys like Golsan and Ryan Jack are so important to to Rangers and they need them fit and available for the, the cup semi-final
3: we always ask you for a Rangers team ahead of it maybe during the next hour we'll get a team for tomorrow because it's going to be different right. of course I thought you were and asking again, me a semi-final no, 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 no not yet there's still two weeks and uh, two days to go so bags of the time listen what do you think Rangers fans 08 08 17 17 700 and Celtic fans no Hatati again this weekend uh, Abada, Forest and I mean all eyes are now going to be on the Cup semi-final. I think for both teams, isn't it? They don't want to risk people at Hattati or Goldson in advance of the big game. Back after this,
2: the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors uk, your local friendly experts for new and used cars.
3: Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney with the Rangers and Scotland legend Barry Ferguson and the distinguished Scottish broadcaster, formerly with us here at Go Radio. His last show, Mark Guinea. Mark, it's been brilliant. to. Oh, yeah, great? can't I'm looking
5: forward I, to yeah, my leaving. Yeah, exactly.
3: yeah we've <laughs> brought somebody in now uh, who's joining us, Jonathan from Campbell's Lang. Jonathan. Welcome to the programme right, Good to be here yeah, You're on every Monday And Friday night <laughs> <laughs> No Jonathan You're in visiting uh, the station least I'm better dressed Than Man <laughs> <greedy> Anyway
8: <laughs> <laughs> Hey Jonathan You're big Rangers uh, fans yes. So Last weekend Anything to say? Uh, last weekend I mean yeah. I, thought, I thought we played really well Apart from the fact we, sh- we shot ourselves in the foot I think it was the best performance We've had at Celtic Park In a good while um, Two
3: moments of madness, wasn't it? Pre- yeah,
8: pretty much. It's not to say like Celtic didn't play well, but I feel like we're only a few sort of we only a few sort of um, signings away from from being there. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
3: Yomaz can't well. What did you feel they brought an energy? Raskin. That should and, and, Raskin, and Raskin, of course. Sorry, Yomaz is nowhere to be seen at the moment. He's injured. Yeah. Um, were you disappointed that they didn't play in the League Cup final?
8: Definitely, definitely. I was at I was at the League Cup final, and up until. They came on and they, Michael Beale sort of changed the entire mid, uh, midfield. Um it was it, it was kind of flat. It was flat until he changed the entire midfield. Um and when they came on it looked like we could have a better sort of um control of the game. Um So
3: tomorrow are you going to the game? I am.
8: Yeah, You'll be I'm there. The game, yeah.
3: Where do you sit in the ground?
8: Uh I sit in the um the West Enclosure right okay
3: so you maybe see Barry tomorrow who'll be there with the injuries he might be on the bench you never know uh, did, you saw Barry sometimes play I did yeah. I
8: did when I was younger Barry yeah. was in the back of every one of my tops is that right yes. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah he knows
3: his football I, absolutely Yeah. he <laughs> yeah. was some player wasn't
8: he sparing he was, yeah. his
3: blushes Yeah. he's
8: he was. actually modest have you met Barry before I haven't this is the no. first time I've met Barry yeah. I do I like run out Albert's tops I in the <laughs>
3: <laughs> so do you, what, what do you want to ask Barry
8: uh, I want to ask Barry you kind know, of how he thinks the how he thinks uh, Rangers are doing at the moment. How many how many signs does he think we away from being at Celtic's level?
4: Good, good question. I, I think probably three or four players. Um, I think that's what you'll be looking at. I mean, we, we spoke about it during the week. I think a, a forward line, a full forward line in terms of a couple of wide players, certainly a number nine, no doubt about it. That that's what we need going forward. I, I'm like you. I, I thought. Up until the final third last week against Celtic, I thought Rangers were really good. I just didn't create enough and that's you want that bit of spark in the final third for your forward-thinking players and Rangers didn't get that um, last week. But I'm looking forward to the, the summer. I think, listen to Michael Beale, I think he's prepared and he knows what he wants and I think he'll bring in the players that is is certainly needed because he's January transfer window. Only two players, but I've got to be honest with you, I think the two players are certainly Improved Rangers
3: what about the goalkeeper I'm going to ask you about a few of them so Alan McGregor um, what, what would you do for next season do you want to see him back as your number one
8: no I feel like Alan McGregor's time's up I do still think he's the best goalkeeper at the club but he's, he's getting he's getting to an age now but he just he just doesn't at it anymore especially coming for crosses um, last season was probably the perfect time for him to go uh, but John McLaughlin's not, not the keeper for Rangers right now and uh, Robbie McCrory I don't really know much about. I feel like he should be given a chance in the next sort of few weeks.
3: He's not played enough football, Mark, has he? No, I think I think you know yeah.
8: you need to keep Robbie McCrory out in loan um, next
5: season. I mean that that they've been John, saying John, that for John, months. Yeah, um, Jonathan's intelligence. I mean, what I would say about Jonathan's main point about Alan McGregor not coming for crosses, he never has come for you know, even if it was 35 30, 30, yeah. That was never the strong point of his game. He wasn't yeah. one of these goalkeepers that. When Barry played them. He doesn't say that dominated mm. six, eight yards. Barry, no, he it was, was more of his type a goalkeeper. He's a communicator, he's experienced, he's a short stopper, uh, he's a winner. Yeah, he's 41. Yeah, he looked 41 trying to come out for the jaw thing, but it wasn't his fault. You know, he's trying to tidy up a mess created by, by John Souter's pass back. But I think if Rangers are going to become champions, or what they have to do to become champions is get a proper number nine that's what they need to do that's what's going to, you know Alan McGregor can help you win a league at the moment Rangers don't have a number 9 for the next season they need to find somebody the, you know the Alfredo Morelos of three years ago or you know whatever it may be or, or a current or you know, whatever example you want to set they need to find a right good number 9
4: I, I think a huge chunk in Michael Beale's budget will go on a, a number 9 I firmly believe that in terms of the goalkeeping situation, R- Ross McCrory, I agree. I, I think he- he's got the potential. I-, I would put Ross McCrory in for a-, a game or two now and see how he handles it. We've, we've seen him before. He came in at an old firm game yeah. a couple of years ago. and game away well, wasn't he? he was outstanding. I would give him the opportunity now. Going forward, the only problem you've got with a goalkeeper is you very rarely get a very good goalkeeper coming out of contract in a free transfer. So if you're going to spend... On a goalkeeper It's going to cost you A fair chunk of your Your budget You're talking what For a good quality goalkeeper Into the final year Of his contract Three million quid Four million quid <laughs> Now that all depends On how much Michael's uh, Michael beale has got In his, his budget For me I still think He can He can play another season yeah. Alan that, McGregor What I would then say To Jonathan Would be Is there a better
5: Goalkeeper In Scotland That Rangers could sign That's, that's better than, than Alan McGregor
3: Good
8: question. Not right now.
5: No. Exactly. So there you go. So there's one thing, right? So you look a bit on. So budget Celtic, in terms yeah. of um. your uh, exactly. yeah. weekly wage. So then you're looking at going down south or, or, or going abroad. Who, who could you get that's better yeah. than Alan McGregor that's not going to eat massively into your budget? Now, I said Michael Beale, they might know one, they might get a really good loan goalkeeper. Again, you think back look at Celtic when they get Fraser Foster Oof. 10 years ago mm. or whatever it was you also, know, so if you can call in favours you've got your contacts five it
3: contacts in England hasn't yeah they, it might only
5: staff yeah. you know they, they absolutely they'll have uh. contacts so we don't know what they've got up their sleeve but I just think that if I was getting to the new season I would be comfortable with Rangers getting in with Alan McGregor but I wouldn't be comfortable getting in if they didn't have a, a, a new number it's like it's
4: a, real find a debate. it's a real debate now I'm amongst Rangers fans in, in terms of the, the goalkeeping situation um, and, and I can understand some people's frustrations at it, but I, I just think if you're, you're having to go and get a goalkeeper, you're not going to get, I don't think you're going to get a good quality goalkeeper in a free transfer. No, I really don't. Because no. clubs don't let top
3: goalkeepers mm-hmm. or very good goalkeepers run their contracts yeah. down. Well, Michael Beale is in charge of the recruitment, meantime anyway, and he spoke more today about the departure of Ross Wilson and about his own role.
7: Well, in, in that sort of role, and listen, it's name, sporting director, technical director, whatever you, you, you want to term it. I think it's a safeguarding of the club. It's someone that oversees the departments, one of those departments being uh, the first team. Um, and I think it safeguards the club in terms of future management signings and making sure the strategy from the board is is put in place. It's replaced the old fashioned manager, if you like, of years gone past and a and, and manager that does it all. And it's what suits each club, and there's no right and wrong. And I'm sure our board and John Bennett now will take his time to, to assess everything and, and decide what comes next. In the short term, uh, I'll oversee what happens here at the training ground day in, day out. I'm very close to recruitment staff anyway. A lot of our targets and, and the conversations are up and running, pre season's planned. So for me, it's. Uh, it's the loss of a of a close ally in the club and a good friend that I enjoyed working with. But in terms of my role, I I, I just crack on as normal.
3: So. I see, uh, Christian yeah. nellinger was mentioned today as a, a potential, but uh, he's rejected any approach. Can I, can I just ask the guy? Yeah. See,
4: if uh, Ross McRory's fit and he? he's fit yeah. and available yeah. just now, would you give him an opportunity now? Wait, like a game tomorrow? I why
5: aye. why not? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Sit on the home. Look.
4: No, did the, you know what the, John McLaughlin can do because he's so, in.
5: Yeah, you know, if you're going to play him going to play Robbie McCrory play him tomorrow if mm. I told you next week no I'd get Alan McGregor back in that with a sure. view to get 90 minutes ahead yeah. of the semi-final mm-hmm. but aye uh, I hope sit man uh, tomorrow uh, why not play Robin McCrory aye
3: Jonathan's with us a big Rangers fan for the last few minutes before the news what's uh, give us a memory of you watching Barry uh, some of the games that you enjoyed did you have a favourite game you can think back to yeah there's so many of them
8: um, Yep A favourite game that I can think back to um, Putting you on the spot here Uses is at six. A lot. <laughs> I'm just trying to... <laughs> I'm just trying to think Sorry.
3: We'll come back to that in a second or two. Michael Beale was asked uh, about the manager at Saint Mirren. He's up for a new contract and he's up against Rangers tomorrow.
7: Steven's uh, done a very, very good job. It's, it's interesting. We've played 21 domestic games and I haven't played against Saint Mirren yet, which is obviously um, something with the schedule. It was obviously the last game before the World Cup break before I came in. I think they're three points off a of third place and the European money there. There's a, a fantastic battle in the division at the moment. We're entering into the last seven league games where obviously Nat with a split, but I'm assuming Aberdeen and St will make the top six as well. We've got seven games against teams around us. And I think it's everything to play for for some of those clubs for uh, that European place. We can see what it did for Hearts financially this year. And the other clubs will be very aware of that. So Stephen's done a good job. I think he'll make things really difficult for us tomorrow. It's important that we bounce back. I'm looking at the team training this week. I'm happy with where we're at and the team that we play in tomorrow. I think it's quite an exciting team, so I'm looking forward to the game as well.
3: And We'll get the predictions from Barry and Mark and maybe Jonathan in a moment or two. Jonathan, there have been so many memories to think of. I think you're thinking back to a title, what, 20 years ago? Yeah.
8: yeah. Um, it was the year we won our 50th league title back in 2003. Um, that whole season was just brilliant. Uh, Celtic reached Seville that year, but nothing they'd done like, touched us in terms of winning that treble um, for that season. Um, I, had a, I had a photo my, At my grander's house On the bedroom wall Of uh, Barry Lifting The league title that season It stuck yeah, with me yeah. um, Since then It was brilliant
3: sure. Well you want not know How it felt for the Celtic fans Because they actually Liked that season Didn't like losing out The last day So was it Kilmarnock Mark you're great In the memory and these things Was it Celtic yeah, Kilmarnock ran, ran Just, Finlan, just Finlan, at Finlan, Ibrox, Remember that day?
5: And uh, yep. Celtic I was at Ibrox, um That day And of course I think it was Mikel Arteta that scored the penalty mm. kick in the in the in the last minute, unless I'm mistaken.
4: Let's check with yeah, the. Was a, yeah, a few weeks before yeah. that, up at Dundee's A certain person missed a penalty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> who who I
3: could miss two Can I just say <laughs> that that was
4: a, an unbelievable <laughs> yeah. day. That was. Um, I mean, that's memories. Unfortunately, I can't remember three or four days
3: after it. No. Is that the huge party?
4: Yeah. That, yeah. Listen, I'm a big believer in that. I mean a treble. Mm. Not many people win trebles, Paul. So you've got to go and celebrate and one
3: thing for sure the, the team did for a number of days and two amazing teams when you think about it Rangers and Celtic I mean they were top quality weren't oh, they yeah. Celtic went all the way to you know the UEFA Cup final just lose lost to Jose Mourinho's Porto who games, then the games, following games. year won the Champions League ah, and Barry games. the players you were alongside um Happy days.
8: Yeah, it was ve- it was very good. My dad's a my dad's a Celtic fan, so um, that was the sort of first season I'd get properly uh, into football. Oh, so great banter then. Yeah, I yeah, the banter. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What's going to happen tomorrow?
3: What's your scoreline then?
8: Uh, expect Rangers to comfortably win two now tomorrow.
3: Barry you'll be there but we'll ask you in the next yeah. hour we're going to have to go for the news Jonathan thanks a lot for popping thanks in. thanks very much great Chills. to meet so many of the people who've made the switch you've made the switch every night now haven't you five o'clock yes you're tuned in now thank you Jonathan for joining us and Mark it's been a great career <laughs>
4: <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
5: news back. is next
3: and then we're well back to 08, 08 17 17 700 well
2: the go radio football show with Macklin Motors.co.uk. your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go you uh-huh.
1: from our Motability team.
0: Macklin Motors' Toyota is open now
1: at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.
0: Paul with Barry Ferguson, Mark
3: Guidi, great form looking forward to the weekend. It won't be as dramatic as last weekend, or will it? You never know, Other twists and turns? OK, not in the title race. Uh, Celtic, 12 points clear, much better goal difference, seven games to go, uh, but Celtic looking forward to get um, a record points to beat even... Uh, Brendan Rodgers' Invincibles team of what was that four or five years ago? So that's what Celtic are chasing. Although, Ange
6: Postecoglou he's saying it's that classic thing, one game at a time. It's just the nature of the way we've set things up that, you know, the players and, and myself, the staff, that's all we, we kind of look at. I don't think looking beyond, say, you know, us playing Kilmarnock away this weekend, which we know is going to be a tough game because they've got. You know, they've got really strong home form. They're, they're fighting for stay away from relegation. So, you know, there's three points there we're going to have to earn. Um, looking beyond that has no purpose uh, for whatever reason, whether that's because of, you know, we we, we we can see the finish line close or because there's another competition. I mean, it's all become it all becomes irrelevant because we know that if we're not totally focused this weekend, um, you know, we won't be able to get the job done. And that's been the... the, the 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 key to our success so far and why we've been consistent for so long is that everyone um, you know, has embraced the fact that, you know, our challenge, our greatest challenge is the one that's next and um and that's Sunday. He talks good sense, Barry, doesn't he? Week in, week out. Yep, and um you
4: I think Celtic fans can be rest assured that rugby part on Sunday, um Celtic will will send out their strongest team and, and try and get the the three points because it would be easy to take your foot off the gas and think 12 points um, but just the way he goes about his business um, I've, been, I've got to bonus honest with you Paul I've been very impressed
3: since he's came to Scotland Mark he's also talking about that points tally this is his
6: reaction to it and his reply is he chasing a new record? No as I've said what is there 21 points to go? That'll do me if we can get that I'll be happy <laughs>
5: Yeah. Mark. <laughs> yeah. Would, yeah, what yeah. Are they on 88 eight, that would take yeah. them to one o nine. I think you know internally it's not it's not going to be a topic they'll be discussing every day, Paul. But but it'll be yeah. it'll be mentioned. Okay, look, the league's ninety nine percent in the bag. Let's go ticking along. Potentially a treble if we can get through Hamden at the end of the month. And why not? You know, they can't be an invincible team because of lost to St. Mirren but they can go and beat a, a points record. So yeah, there's a lot of boxes still be ticked. A lot of things. Um, to play for and I'm sure they'll keep going you know well they win seven in a row but you would imagine the biggest test out of that would be uh, obviously going back to Ibrox um, in the league probably May Mm. May 13th or 14th that'll be um, and if they can come out of that undefeated then every chance they will beat the record but the most important thing is just to become the champions they've ticked that box the next thing is Beat Rangers try and win the treble, and the third thing would be
6: can we get 109 points? They tried one more time to ask him about a points record. Now, all that is pretty much irrelevant if we don't win on the weekend. You know, I mean, what's the point of looking beyond that? You know, you can talk about records, you can talk about winning the title, and all that, but if we don't win the game, play well, and win the game on Sunday, then it all becomes irrelevant. So it may be sort of, I guess boring or monotonous probably more the word for some to consistently hear me saying that that's what's important but that's the reality of it because you know if we don't win then all these questions become redundant you know about anything we do because they'll be saying well you know what you you didn't really play well on the weekend you didn't win the game how are you going to get the guys back refocused well I'm trying to avoid having to answer those kind of questions by making sure that they don't look beyond you know, what's this weekend? And that was a wordy answer, but I still bet it's less than Alistair's <laughs> It's not his first rodeo, is it? He was
3: also asked about the the bond. You know, his players uh, undefeated at home. So many was that sixteen wins at home, no defeats, no draws. The only defeat was away, of course, at Saint Mirren. Uh, here's the manager speaking about the bond. Team
6: orientated sport that that you create. A, you know, if the players and and it's not just the players. I guess the staff, everyone involved, can create a bit of a bond there, where there's a commonality in, in 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 the cause you're chasing, then it always helps because ultimately that you know that to be successful we you, you can't rely on individuals, you know. There needs to be a a real collective effort in everything you do and that always helps when when there's a bond between particularly the players who, who are out there you know, every week. You know, trying to overcome a challenge, and um, as I said, it's a, it's a the players have created a great environment for themselves here. You know, they drive it; they're the ones that are in charge of it. Um, you know, led by obviously Callum, the other experienced lads, and in the group. And um, you know, I think that manifests itself in in them, you know, tackling every cha- challenge with um, you know, with, like I said, with a strong collective effort.
5: Mark, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when he was mentioning that collective effort there, you know, to, to, just mean of a great wee a story that, that that somebody told me um, when, when Celtic won the League Cup um, a couple of months ago it was either that night or the next day whatever it was yep. um, on the Sunday or the Monday morning and Ange Postecoglou got got all of the staff together all these backroom staff mm-hmm. not just John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan and Stevie Woods and Harry Kuhl, but scouting staff medical staff mm-hmm. video staff sports science so they're could have been potentially got you know like it is Barry 25 to 30 right. people Easy. all in a room together to thank them all for their effort that led to all the bits of work that go in behind the scenes that leads to a fantastic moment of winning the first piece of silverware of the season. So yes, obviously it's about the manager and the players, but Ange Postecoglou acknowledged the effort of everyone in the football department and made the point of getting them all together, addressing them and saying thank you. From myself and from the players and from my immediate staff, thank you. Your, your, your efforts are, are noted and they're appreciated and let's keep it going.
3: That's wonderful. That's like the person working at NASA when they were putting people on the moon. And uh, the person who was a cleaner was asked, what do you do? And she said, I helped to put the first man on the moon, the first person on the moon. And she was there working, you know. And that she was part of the team. You need the whole team. Connor. you'd be hoping to hear that from your manager for the third trophy of the season after the mm-hmm. Cup semi-final and the, and the Cup final from your point of view. Good evening, Connor. Uh,
9: good evening. Good evening, lads. How you doing? Yeah,
3: All good. Connor.
9: Yeah. yeah, obviously that's the kind of thing I'd want to hear from your manager. Um, I think it's certainly part of the attitude he's got, to be fair, to Michael yeah. Buell, I do think he's, he's somebody that, that, that believes in that sort of stuff as well. Um, I think, obviously... With the league games now, we're in a territory of this is all about momentum building for the yeah. cup because it doesn't matter. You know, the league's over. Um which I think is disappointing because to be honest with you, I can't remember the last time we went into the post you know, what well, we're gonna go into the post split set of fixtures where the league title was still up for grabs. Um, you know, because when we won it two years ago, obviously we had already won the title at that point. Yeah. This time last sure. year yeah. it was pretty much wrapped up and it has been like that for a long time so the excitement of that a helicopter Sunday and stuff like that that Barry was involved in those days have been gone for a long time um, hopefully I'm, I'm, I remain hopeful that maybe next season we'll get a proper proper title race but I think as I say it is about building momentum I think tomorrow obviously we've got a few players missing which means we might see a couple of players yeah. that maybe don't feature as much which is always
3: good who do you um, want to play? see tomorrow?
9: I'd quite like to see um I quite like to see Robbie McCrory actually getting an yeah. odd in goals. I don't see any reason why not. Um, I think you guys were talking about it there. It's, yeah to me, I think, you know, as Mark says, tomorrow you're at home to St. Martin, next week away to Aberdeen, yeah, you'd have Alan McGregor back in. So why not? it that's the one kind of luxury you've got when the title's already done and it's not like we're under any threat mm. for second place. We've obviously got that wrapped up. Sure. So
3: well Conor let's get Barry's team then and then we'll see what you think who else if you agree with Barry what's your team for tomorrow? Yeah, I just scribbled yeah. it down I would, I would put McCrory in um, tomorrow back
4: four would be Tav Tavanier, sorry mm-hmm. Suter Davis Barisic Lindstrom Raskin a uh, three in front of them a Sakala Lowry right. if um, he's you fit and, and, yeah. okay. if
3: uh-huh.
4: he's fit but I do know he lost his mother um, a week or ten days I ago deal. so yep. I don't know if he's involved in the squad if not Lowry it would be Tillman Cantwell on the left and uh, Morelos through the middle because obviously Sholak is um, injured injured
3: yeah wow Connor, what do you think of that <laughs> lineup? <laughs> yep no he's gone I think we'll try and get him back on on the line Mark what do you make of Barry's line up there I for tomorrow there's, yeah. a,
5: there's, a, there's a chance to ex- experiment with one or two things though, whether it's forced or not and for I wasn't um, aware of that um, a bit young yeah. so uh, yeah. obviously condolences yeah. for you know, your man uses, uh, to lose his mum um, but yeah there's, there's a chance tomorrow to go and try one or two things But we're, we're talking about a points record for for Celtic Paul and actually you look at Rangers if they win every game they get to 100 points as runners up I mean imagine getting 100 yeah. points uh-huh. and you have they won the league it tells you a lot about Rangers in terms of what they're able to do, and obviously, the, the standard set by Celtic to get whatever they get to, but 100 points it's absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. fabulous. There's a wee target there, obviously, winning the Scottish Cup's the big thing. But tomorrow, yeah, why not
4: try one or two? I mean, the, the team that have named still get a fair bit of experience, yeah, in yeah, it. Sure. And, yeah. But I, I think tomorrow's an opportunity, and that's me no being disrespectful to St Murn. I still think these guys, because th- this could be the future, mm-hmm. can't well play in the left. If Lowry's uh, fine and he's training and he's he's okay for after what happened to um, his mother sadly passing away. And then, because uh, uh, I like Lowry, I've not seen enough of him. Obviously, he's had a few injuries this year and obviously um, what I just mentioned. Um, so I, I think it's a good opportunity to mix it up. There's still a, enough quality in there um,
3: to get the three points against uh, St Myrne and people like Lundström back in you know we haven't seen as much of him it's not been mm. a great season for him I wonder what happened with Lundström mm. oh, I think
5: he's got a year to go and he's one of the bigger earners yep. at the club so you know, if you're looking about you know for example with Michael Beale, whatever his kitty is and everything, like, I oh, wouldn't mind I could be doing my topping that up a wee bit or you know even a, a swap deal or whatever you know could, could happen you know, Lundström would be interested to see what happens it might be the one one of the guys that that they might think that you know what we might be get a couple of quid in for him and you know it's, it's, it's also it frees up a big wage um, as well but then if you're Lundstrom you think well actually I want a new contract here or I'm happy to wind down and, and, and go away for nothing in a year's time
3: yeah, we've just lost Connor. I think I think he ran out of uh, juice, and the mobile phone has gone. But Connor will maybe speak to you in the future. Is a chance to make some changes forced. Barry, again, more injuries. We don't know. It's, that's been one of the things about this season. So many people in the treatment room.
4: Yeah, that there has been a a number of injuries. Um, no doubt about it. I I think, if it was forced upon, I think a few of them could have played. Um, but they're niggly. So, I think um one eye is on the 30th April mm-hmm. no no doubt about it I think you'll see the strongest Rangers team out next week up at Petaudry. Um, but tomorrow's a, a, an opportunity still a strong team but it's an opportunity for for some guys to show that they want to go forward with, with Michael Beal Yep, because
7: there's lots of injuries. Here's the manager. Quite a few that are unavailable this weekend. Connor Goldson's still unavailable. Ridvan Yilmaz has has come out of training early in the week. He's unavailable. Antonio Cholak come out of training yesterday. He's unavailable. Scott Wright is unavailable as well. Uh, Ryan Jack and Ryan Kent.
3: So six in total?
7: I think one or two are just uh, nicks and niggles that we don't want to take a risk on right now. Uh, Obviously, Connor we know is going to be uh, away with a, with a possibility of playing next weekend but we're, we've got an eye obviously on the semi-final for him Ryan Kent uh, right at the end of the game had an awkward landing and he's got quite a lot of bruising around it and has not been able to come back to training this week so we just need to assess where that is early part of next week uh, Ridvan will be back. Tony has a slight problem with his calf. Jacko yesterday just opened his knee out a little bit, but we don't think there's anything
3: major there. But it's not often you're missing Ryan Kent. To be fair, whatever people think he, how he's been playing, he's got a great record of appearances. Yeah, that that's one thing he has.
4: He's he's played in virtually every every single game. Um, you, ha- you very rarely hear him been injured. Um, but it'll be interesting to see again. I I think Ryan Kent. I think you'll see Ryan Kent move on um is it time uh, in, in the think? summer yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm getting that feeling um that Ryan Kent I think Beth best sorry for both parties that obviously he, he shake his hand he's done well at times no doubt about it um I think he'll he will move on and, and get down uh, down south somewhere in the same way Morelos. um so it's a an ideal um, situation tomorrow for Cantwell because that's Cantwell's natural position playing off the left um, that's where he played predominantly with, with Norwich he right. can play in the number 10 position just behind the main striker but I think you'll see him in that area tomorrow
3: Mark, Barry's been such a big supporter and advocate for Ryan Kent mm. but do you agree it's probably time now he will go now and six or seven weeks time yeah 100% yeah,
5: yeah it, 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 it's time to go party's um, over yeah. yeah I mean I think he's he's been good for Rangers I really I think he should have been better to to be honest I think his talent should have got more um, out uh, for Rangers but you know there was a spell domestically and in Europe where he was he was absolutely different class and really looked um, the part it's unfortunate for Rangers are not going to get a transfer fee from him that's not the players fault that wasn't how Rangers handled uh, their business and um, in, in the hierarchy but now I think um, you're just not getting enough from him, Paul. Um, and I think Rangers have to find better value for money and, and, and better areas. So like I say, I think you know, I think you need to go and really clean it out. You know, If you've got a chance to move some players on and free up wages and just reinvent the team, really give it a whole new look as what's in Michael Beal's um, power to do during the summer, then I think you've got to go and do it.
4: Yeah, because I've, I've heard a few people have the opinion that it's not going to be major surgery. I, I do think it will be. I, I, I really do. And I, I think Michael Beale knows that. There, there's obviously some players that are going to stay, no doubt about it, because on in contracts and, and they're still big players for Rangers. But I, I do think you'll see a fair shift in and out in the in the summer.
3: Glenn Kamara, do you think he... he's one they he could get money from. Yeah, he's got
4: a year left in, in the summer um, and he's no. Played that much if you look back in the games under under Michael Beal. Look, I, I like Glenn Kamara. He's a good player, but he's somebody that you could get a, a few million pound for. No doubt about it. He's a Finnish uh, international. Yeah. Um, he's good quality, good age as well for sale.
5: Yeah, he then, is. Yeah, I think as well you've got the choice. So you get so you get Raskin in there. Mm-hmm. So you're then looking at you know. I think Ryan Jack will stay. So that's so what I was going to say. That if you get Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara, let's yeah. do what I only want to keep one of them, but well, what's the sensible thing to do? You keep Ryan Jack because you can't get any money from him. And I actually think Ryan Jack's got, got more to offer all round, albeit he's a few years older than Kamara, but you can get a couple of quid in for Kamara. So there's potentially Kamara and Lundstrom, you know, for the two of them, yeah, you get five, six, seven, eight million quid, who knows, and you're freed up a chunk of wage as well to add to your summer. Yeah, but it's
4: still an area I think, I think you'll go and try and sign her a, a central okay. midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, we're asking, and I, I think he'll keep Jack because I think Jack yeah. has, has shown enough, no doubt about it. I yeah. think he's he's very important. Um, but I think that's an area of the pitch where he will, as well as a number nine's a priority. I think he'll sign a couple of wide players, um, and I think a central midfielder as well, a real
3: dominant midfielder. Mm-hmm. Connor's back on. Connor, what's your main point before we go to the break? Hi guys, sorry, I
9: like my phone. That's good. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, well. One main point I wanted to make um, just to get the guys' opinions on it um, was regarding the in my opinion, disgusting and sorry state of affairs with the abuse that's been leveled towards Kevin Clancy last weekend that it's indefensible and those idiots and they are idiots when they're caught, um, should be punished accordingly, Um, but is there a question here of don't the football clubs themselves, particularly Rangers and Celtic, also have a responsibility to cool their rhetoric at times when it comes to official, because that fuels some of this behaviour. When you've got one club claiming in certain sections that there's some sort of conspiracy, you've got Rangers behaving the way that they do, demanding that they've got some sort of entitlement mm-hmm. to expect that you know the SFA should agree with their opinion on a particular incident, even if you know yes. they're standing by their guns. I just think sometimes the club's rhetoric doesn't help, and it, it let, emboldens these idiots to think that.
2: Yes, yeah, justified. I think
9: in
3: general we need to calm it all down. Yeah, I think that is a good point. We talked about it earlier, Mark. What would you say to that? That everyone needs to be mindful, especially the football clubs, because they're so influential.
9: Yeah, I
5: mean, look, you just need to be um, respectful and and constructive in, in any walk of life, any any position. In, in some respects, I feel for for football clubs because they can't be held sure. responsible for the behaviour of all the fans. It's not, you know. Okay, Michael Beals came out and said, but said, but does that give a supporter a license no, to go and not. put, you know, personal details out about referees? And he doesn't think for a minute that was no. going to happen. Yeah, of course so, not. so yeah. no, you can't. Look, it's just um, unfortunately. Oh, you know, it's like when there's there's, there's unacceptable behaviour, unacceptable songs. Right. Is that the clubs? You know, they can't be held responsible for the the behaviour. I, mean, I heard Sean Dice talking about it the other day, and he was asked about Daily alleys yeah. off the field. He said, yeah. Look, he said, you can only offer guidance can't watch every player 24 hours a day you just hope that, they, that, that they're that they mindful of what doing the right thing is and it's the
3: same with football clubs and their fans Connor I know Barry agrees with that we've talked about it during the week that there's no way the clubs want fans to behave like that but yeah maybe in the future everyone should think and it must be hard in the heat of battle most of us have never been in it but we have to know that what, what we say idiots sometimes react to it in a, in a way that they shouldn't yeah yeah, you know. yeah.
9: sorry I think they do I'm not saying that fans you know that clubs can control all fans I'm just saying that sometimes particularly with Angels and Celtic the way they behave particularly at boardroom level at times in general in recent times has been immature and it's been playground stuff that's emboldened a section of fans to think it's even more acceptable now than it actually is and all I'm saying is maybe if they started to actually at the levels they should be act like adults at times and got on with each other Instead of having tipped for taps, I'm just saying I think that yeah. might help them. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with Mark's point. I'm not expecting them to control idiots because they're yeah, idiots for a reason. Sure.
3: Listen, well put. And they listen in the boardrooms. I mean, not least the fact that we don't have any fans now, opposition fans. And that's sad, isn't it, in 2023? In some ways, we're going back the way. No question. Connor, thanks very much for calling. 0808 08, 17, 17 700
2: the Go Radio football show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennish Head Road Darnley let's
0: go
3: football kicks off tonight in the championship Queen's Park against uh, Hamilton Aki's Barry, I'm coming to you on that one. You what? and I were there what five weeks ago. It was uh, Aki's against Queens Park. Um, Queens were well what on top you, then. What about tonight? You come
4: to me just because I was making a face there. It was because no. I was thinking about my dinner. Oh, wait. <laughs> no,
1: no, no,
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> I, 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 I was, I'm yeah, skillfully <laughs> negotiating the traffic there. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah, thinking no, about it. It's no. one of
3: my favourite dinners. Yeah. What are you having? Gammon steak? Is that what I? <laughs> honey glazed ham. Oh, sounds magnificent. With buttery mashed potato. Oh, thank you. Oh, lovely. Mark, what's on tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm having
5: a bad guy I think it's okay, bunkers,
3: fair yeah. enough um, Barry what about that game Queen's Park it's huge for Queen's they've got to get back on the I mean, win it's huge game. for both of them yeah. um, obviously Queen's
4: Park lost their last three games Paul which is um, which is a bad um, a bad run for Queen's Park Hamilton Ackies lost midweek against Morton um, so they need to try and get a three points so yep that'll be a a good game tonight, um, but I just think Queen's Park, we were at, I was at the last game, yep. we were at the last game um, at Hamilton, um, Queen's Park beat them blew pretty them easily, it. blew yeah. them away as you just mentioned there, so yeah, I fully expect um, Queen's Park to get back to winning ways, but listen, last week um, Hamilton pulled off a surprise result at Wraith Rovers, right. um, yeah. nobody's seen that coming, so... I've got to go local because it's yeah. my, my my team but if I'm being honest with you yeah. I, I can't see um, past Queen's Park Mark what do you reckon?
5: Well I think with we, four games to go Paul in the Championship mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a race for automatic promotion in the yeah. title between Dundee and Queen's Park I think Patrick Thistle won a good one but they have just left it a wee bit late mm-hmm. uh, I'll interested to see who else gets into the playoffs Queen's Park need to win they don't win tonight I think the title's gone Dundee have managed to slip themselves in you know just taking advantage of the poor results but I think Queen's Park will get back to winning ways and then it puts the pressure on Dundee tomorrow to go and respond
3: and of course as you know they play each other last game Mm. of the season Queens Park White. Dundee. Yep. So at the moment, as you know, then Dundee now in top. Queens have been leading for some time, but 57 points. Dundee on top. Queens Park three behind after 32. Partick Thistle, as you mentioned, they've left it late. It's not impossible, but they're on 51 points. And Air United on 50 as well. So the games tomorrow: Cove Rangers against Inverness, Dundee Morton's good game as well. Partick Thistle, Air, and Wraith Rovers are both. Who's going to win that one? Dundee Morton. Um. Oh. I'll go Dundee uh, listen the the, the
4: title's in sight so they've got to be um, fully focused on that but listen again Doug Emery's done a a good job there he's got a decent team he's not got the biggest squad he's not got the biggest of budgets Mm -hmm. but I can't see past um, Dundee now they've got that three point advantage over Queen's Park
3: Mark yeah it would be
5: difficult to, to go against Dundee when they're playing at home that said Morton if they lose tomorrow I think they're, they're, they're ruling themselves uh, out the playoffs you know we you know, try to get into that top four so you know it depends how Dundee react Paul if they get the mentality if they got it in front of the home crowd to go and take the game by the scruff of the neck and, and get the three points I wouldn't rule out really Morton getting a point
3: against yeah. tomorrow and Queen's Park then that would be great yeah. news for them and what about Partick Thistle against uh, United both of them still in the mix very much for the playoffs what do you think Mark? That's a belter Isn't that's it? a cracking
5: yeah. uh, game really is and you know Partick Thistle will be on a real high after their demolition of Queen's Park last weekend. United looked as Mm though it was all there for them and they've slipped as well recently. I'm going to go for Partick Thistle. went for the Jags, what
3: do you think Barry?
4: Yeah, I'm going to go for for Partick Thistle. I was impressed with Mm -hmm. them last week against Queen's Park. I've got to be honest with you, they they blew them away in the second half. and I've got to be honest with you, some of the football
3: they played and some of the goals was was, uh, brilliant to watch. Chris Doolan has done some job. It's been the season of managerial casualties and is there, are there going to be more before the end of the season? But we will come to Hibs against Hearts very shortly when we go back well, to the Premiership. What about the bottom of the table? Who are you fancying yeah. in
4: the Championship? Well,
3: what do you think to go down? Do you think? So uh, Cove, I as think, you know, think Cove at best yep. playoff.
5: I don't think Cove will get out of the bottom two.
3: Right, there's two so points behind the and Yeah, and,
5: and, and I think I think Abraith will, 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 will dig it out so I think it will be between the current bottom two to see who finishes Ninth and ten. would I, I think our okay. will will be fine.
4: What do you think? Yeah,
3: just the way it yeah. is. Just now, I think that's the way it will finish. Okay. So enjoy the games if you're there tonight or uh, tomorrow as well. And it's on the telly. Two big games on tonight. Of course, Ross County Aberdeen on Sky and uh, Andy Walker. <laughs> will you, you watch? Up there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
5: I'll, oh, I'll I'll I'll, right. f- I'll flick between the I'll flick between the the two yep. and the uh, and Corey but um, I think
3: yeah. <laughs> in Barry's <laughs> well, house <laughs> screen one screen three the uh, successions on screen two you need to watch succession I've not yet right, but no, I was no, telling no, no. my daughter my daughter to they were it.
5: raving about it she's no, no, going to start no
3: you need to watch it the first three episodes that's uh-huh. all I'm saying you need to watch it this uh-huh. weekend right okay. Um, right okay so Stephen was in here last night Stephen McGinn Falkirk delayed the party for Dunfermline Dunfermline are going to be champions and Falkirk they're up against Deirdre tomorrow both of them going for the playoff
4: yeah I think both of them will, will finish in the Playoff. I've been honest with you, um, yep. Falkirk they're, they're, They've slipped a wee bit behind. It was on a month or so ago, but um, I think Falkirk no issues. We finishing finishing in the, uh, in the playoffs. Do you agree?
5: Aye, aye. aye. The by the way, want do yeah. you know what? Let's give credit to James McPeak. You know, he lost <laughs> his job at Dundee, you know, just about a year ago, um, and uh, you know he's he's bounced back and, and he's got them firmly going. So credit to him. And to John McG- uh, McGlynn at yep. Falkirk as well he's had a wonderful career over the past 10-12 years yep. you know Um good jobs at d- different clubs and you know Scottish Cup semi-final and I think they'll be in the playoffs as well Paul
3: OK let's get back to the big two the big game on Sunday from a Celtic point of view it's on Sky isn't it at, uh, yeah because Hibs Heart's not in Sky tomorrow it's bizarre isn't it so strange Barry you touched on it earlier yeah
4: 12.30 kickoff. off I, I mean I find it strange because it is a um, I mean atmosphere will be yeah. electric at, at Easter Road yeah but it is a surprise um, I don't know the reason why is it just the amount of games is there a certain number of games yes. that they've got to yes. show but that's one of the games that you would want to watch live on the box
3: so, is it tit for tat in a way in that, you know, Robbie Nielsen was the manager? I mean, a month ago, if I'd said to you, Robbie has gone, mm. you'd say, Paul, no chance. No, lie down. No. Traffic was bad. I think you should just take a, <laughs> take a <laughs> break well, for a, for well. a lifetime. Well. Right. So, what about Hibs? And we never want to see a manager, but I mean, what, four defeats On the Four in a row, yeah. Hibs, so, Hibs fans
5: are turning. And yet, yeah. it looked as though that Lee Johnson would get yeah. out of that kind of situation yeah. when it was a kind of one game at a time after they, they beat Aberdeen 6 0. Um, yeah it looks as though Lee Johnson if he loses tomorrow he could be a he could be a casualty uh, and then you've got you know Hearts that'll be wanting to get a a response with a new manager um, going in uh, and Stephen will albeit it's temporary um, aye, it's, a, it's a real it's a cracker tomorrow Paul lunchtime early start tough one to call to, to, to be honest I wouldn't be surprised if it's a if it's a Desmond
3: do you want to call them just now? Shall we do it? Yes. Yeah, shall we do these ones? And then we'll go back to Michael Beal and uh, Ant Postacoglu before the end of the programme. Right, Hibs, Hearts sellout. What's that? 18,500, I think, Easter Road tomorrow. Edinburgh Derby. What do you reckon, Barry? I'm going to go Hearts to win 2-1. Yep, I think
4: there's yeah. going to be, a, I mean, I know I'm jumping um, the gun a wee bit here, mm-hmm. but I think there's going to be a change um, in the top six. Right. Hibs coming out of it. Livingstone and placing them.
3: All oh, right, so oh, I'm giving away my. Okay, mother. We'll come to that. But want to talk you about that game anyway. Um Mark, what do you reckon? Uh,
5: in the derby. I'm going. I'm going to go to Desmond Paul. Right? A yeah. really entertaining yeah. game. End to end stuff. Um, you're not just
3: sitting in the fence. No, no, no.
5: I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, <laughs> two two.
3: Yeah, yeah. You going for the Desmond as well. <laughs> Everyone will be saying, "What's the Desmond? The <laughs> yeah. uh, legendary, two, two. Yeah. late, uh, wonderful man, Desmond two two, the Archbishop." Uh, in South Africa who did amazing words there uh, things there uh, anti-apartheid but uh, yeah a 2-2 that's what they call it what about... Um, tonight? Uh, uh, yeah. No. We, well, t- do you want to do tonight? No, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> on you go, Mark. You I thought <laughs> you were actually doing traffic. If I have another horror in the traffic, yeah. you'll be on in Monday. It's hurt you. Uh, on the your talks. You I'm you taking it badly, Anna, yeah, I'm not it, happy it, whatsoever. Listen, listen,
4: you've got the weekend off. Right, Radio Recover. Yeah. Oh. Fine, Monday. Oh. Looking forward to it. James
3: is like, thank goodness he's going <laughs> to take a few days uh, of a, a break. So... What do you make of Stevie Smith, though? He's in the papers today saying that he's changed so many things, lots and lots of things behind the scenes. I'm sure you saw that earlier on, mm. changing the, some of the routines and all that. You don't often hear a, an interim manager coming in and it's, an, it's a criticism of how it's been the done. before is it? He certainly he's changed
5: it. Well, he's not directly um, criticised Robbie right. okay. Nielsen, but indirectly, yeah. yeah, I would take that. If I'm Robbie Nielsen, the bankers, I would take that as yeah. having, a, having a pop. So, I think you've got to change things fine, but I wouldn't be, I would keep things a wee bit more in house, Paul. If I was giving Stephen A. Smith advice, just walking into the job, just keep things to your, keep a number of things to yourself, keep your counsel um, a wee bit more, and then see how it takes you. In terms of what he wants to do behind the scenes, out of the, the, the glare of what he says in the media, um, this is his crack at getting the job. So, he has to do what he thinks is necessary for him to get the job on a permanent basis. So, the bottom line is, he's in control. He's in control of the situation just now. He's in pole position to get the job on a permanent basis, and he'll do what he sees fit. One thing I'd say, one of his first decisions, um, I don't agree with, as on a footballing yeah. point of view, as um, you know, just basically doing away with uh, Robert Snodgrass. It's, yeah. it's not not been the right way to go about it.
3: And Barry Lee Johnson and the other dugout is saying he has no regrets about branding Hibs mediocre after they were thumped by Hearts the last time they met three nil. Um, do you think maybe he will regret that? That how how would you feel? I think he's been honest with
4: yeah.
3: going with the performance mm-hmm. of, uh,
4: of that game. Yeah. No doubt about it. I did. I think um, Hibs were, were were pretty poor and and Hearts um, thoroughly deserved their, their win. No no doubt about it. Um, it's a big game for him tomorrow. Um, I mean, I look at Hibs, and I've said this all season about Hibs, I think they've got good players, but they're just too up and down for me. Mm-hmm. No enough consistency in their, their performances. Um, and honestly, with the players that they've got, I think they should be higher up the league. No no doubt mm-hmm. about that in, in my mind. But going in the game tomorrow, um, I just
3: think Hearts will get a bounce.
4: and. I, I think it'll be a scrappy 2-1 a 2-1 yeah you scrappy
3: 2-1 the two, 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 the two big strikers that we want for Scotland will score Nisbet and Shankland
4: yeah it's a good call um, I watched the game last, last Sunday Nisbet um, he didn't have the best of games but I, I still like Kevin Nisbet I, I think there's a, a definite player in there and I think he'll move on in the, mm. in the summer he chose he, he choose not to do it in in January which was a surprise because I think that deal was virtually over oh, the line. Yeah. yeah, but he's come back up. Um, but I think um, for his career, mm-hmm. given Nisbet's career going forward, I, I think it's it's better if he, he moved on and I, I still think he's got the qualities um, mm-hmm. to force his way back into the
3: Scotland squad. And Mark bringing all roads from Edinburgh back to Glasgow. Lauren Shankland, he was mentioned again this week um, for Rangers. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is going to happen maybe over the summer?
5: Uh, I would expect Rangers to be kind of looking at that. I, you know, I, I don't think as the as the the number nine that I'm talking about. 21, um,
3: 21 goals this season.
5: Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I think you know, that I Lawn Shantley could come and do well for Rangers. I think my big ask them to go in and be that leading number nine. But if a loss is away, which we expect to be, Cholak's. Listen, at two million quid, has been really good value. Look at him in the first half of the season you know, he, he can't, not carried Rangers, but he scored a lot of important goals and made a really good um, contribution. Now, whether he's happy being second fiddle, you know, but he wants to go. So I can see Shanklin possibly being involved, but but not as the main number nine, but certainly able to go to Rangers and do it. But it, up to Rangers, yeah. again, a hearts going to let Lauren Shanklin go for a million quid. No, yeah. no chance. Sure. That's not going to happen. So it depends, a, if there is an interest, and B, what kind of money Rangers, and obviously for that matter, hearts value Shanklin that.
3: Barry, will he wear the Rangers shirt that you wore so many
5: times?
4: I no. I haven't been honest with you. Matt makes a good point. I was thinking about it. If Sherlock's not going to get much game time, which it looks like that under under Michael Beale, he might think to himself, Well, I want to go somewhere to play." And then I think Lon Shankland would be a good option. Um, no, no doubt about it. I listen, his, his goal scoring record this season's been been excellent. I like him. I like his route, how he's done it. Obviously, getting let go as a young man at Aberdeen, and it's easy to go and feel sorry for yourself. Yeah, but he's yeah. worked his way up and, and fair play to him. And listen, I, I think it would be an option that, yeah, if no just loss, if another Rangers centre forward went, then I think Rangers then would look at it. The
2: Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennis Head Road, Darnley. Let's
3: go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Whitty. Thanks for all your comments on the socials at Go Football Show a lot of people on tonight and giving us some of their predictions for this weekend what about tonight then we mentioned Queen's Park against Hamilton Barry what do you reckon it's uh, north of Scotland Derby Ross County a good win for them last weekend against the Dons who are uh, well phenomenal yeah run. they're, they're yeah.
4: flying high under Barry Robson no doubt about it he's, he's made um, a massive difference at Aberdeen but I'm going to go I'm going to go with Ross County to win this well why? Why? Because yeah. I've been impressed with. I, I watched a couple of weeks ago Ross County mm-hmm. um, against Celtic, and I thought I thought Ross County were good. Ran them close, yeah, didn't they ran close. Yeah, I thought they were good. Um, I thought they were set up really well, and then good result of the weekend mm-hmm. down at Mcdermott
3: Park. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Ross County to win this one nil. Will be a, a great move for them. To stay in the division, I know they've got injuries, quite a few injuries at Ross County mm-hmm. up against the Dons. Who've uh, well, everyone's talking about Duke and Miofsky who are fit. Yeah. What do you feel, tonight? What's going to happen?
5: I agree with Barry, uh, Paul. Far enough, you know. I mean, I think Aberdeen, you know, out with Celtic, probably the, the the form team, credit to Barry Robson and, and his staff that he's put together. Um, but I think if I'm Ross County, I'm looking at it, and I know Aberdeen are in third place, and they don't want to give that up. But Ross County, if they win tonight they go above Colmarnock and they get out of that bottom two and Ross County well said that play Celtic on Sunday really Celtic should beat Colmarnock so we could get out of the bottom two this weekend but we need to do our job I think that's a fantastic incentive for Malcolm McKay and his players Barry's right played well against Celtic then carried that on big Jordan Whites and in, 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 in good form um, Simon Murray come off the bench unfortunately even Brophy got an injury last weekend what was his La- goal Simon Murray oh beautiful finish you know you read it well good flick on and he was poof he it was it was uh, like lightning um, on it. laid one goal was pulling off a couple of saves I think Malky just at the right time is hitting that nice wee uh, bit of form so I think in front of their own fans on the telly um, yeah I'm going to go for Ross County as well 1-0
3: Okay. and of course we know that Aberdeen on the road that was their Achilles heel wasn't it that's the team that went to Darville and lost in the cup that seems a long time ago doesn't it it's only P- two and a half months ago there was a yeah.
4: player in the middle of the pitch for Roche County um, Latourie mm-hmm. yep. who impressed that's me I, I, was yep. like, I hadn't seen him before uh, against Celtic and I thought that this, um, this boy yep. can play um, so he's got a, a few players that up there Malky that a lot of people don't know much about. Yeah, mm-hmm. Obviously, Barry Robson will do his his homework, but I've got to be honest with you, as I said, that I was. I, I thought Ross County played really well against Celtic and yeah. and uh, gave Celtic a game, a fright uh, as well. So, yep, yeah, I'm fancying Ross County to
3: win this one. Going down the card with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. let's go to Motherwell against Dundee United, both of them uh, winning last weekend. Yeah. Barry, can I start with you? What do you think is going to happen at Fir Park?
4: I think Motherwell are going to beat Dundee United. Um I watched uh, Dundee United against Hibs last week. And um it was a hard watch if I'm being honest with you. Uh I think Stephen Fletcher's a difference for Dundee United. Yeah. He is a Rolls Royce yeah. Of a player, there's there's no doubt he's a Tallies man there. Um and without Stephen Fletcher, I think Dundee United would be struggling even worse um, than they are just now. So yep. Motherwell in fine form, Stuart Kettle, well they're confidence is sky high they're at home the crowd are right up
3: for it just now so I'm going to go muddle to, to beat Dundee United well continuing that amazing run they've just missed out in the top six really I suppose probably um, yeah. Mark what do you reckon yeah they're, they're, win?
5: yeah, yeah. the great run of form Van Veen you know leading the line looking the part Dundee United I just thought Stephen Fletcher's header was absolutely magnificent oh, you yeah. know the direction the power um, it, it was brilliant Um again an incentive for Dundee United if they win tomorrow regardless of what Ross County do tonight Dundee United get off the bottom of the table and go above Kilmarnock ahead of up playing on Sunday obviously but that's a great incentive and that's what you've got to do at yep. this stage of the season you need to go and win your games there's no second chances you've got to go and win your games I don't think Dundee United will win tomorrow despite that good result against Hibs last, week, last weekend but I think they'll get our backs to the wall Battling one one draw for part tomorrow. Okay,
3: the man who was in your seat this time last night, Mark, he's to your right there on the telly looking very smart. Andy Walker there Andy up Walker. at Dingwall. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's got a bit of makeup yep. on, I think. it, has it. not yeah. enough? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding.
5: Oh. I'm joking. And then um, James McFadden, 40 today. Paul. Oh, is he? James McFadden, yeah. 40, 40 today. Happy birthday. To, well done, to James, James. what a career I could hear he's had I
4: feel, feel Faddy's living in my house just
3: now
4: <laughs> He's See him everywhere time, he? <laughs> I every, am he, he going to turn he, on Faddy but uh, he was a good uh, player Faddy uh, he was wasn't he yeah. special Birmingham together away. Birmingham to get away. Him yeah, yeah. yeah. Birmingham and yeah. sadly he suffered this, that's where yeah. he suffered his serious yep. knee injury and he he, he did not uh, uh, it was a sore one for him because mm-hmm. he was in fine form and you, see, you don't actually know how good somebody is until you actually train with them every single yeah. day and when actually because I was at Scotland obviously mm-hmm. with him went down to Birmingham and you see him day in day out Fadi had um, exceptional talent and he joined us
3: in the programme last night one he was on last ah, night on the programme so he's, con- he's, congratulations one
4: yeah. day I left foot yeah. oh, yeah. no, 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 no the fastest mm-hmm. but I tell you what he's, um, he's dribbling skills um, his technique was was excellent
3: and he gave us the international moments that we'll oh, never forget
5: 2007 wow. Paul yeah. was there uh, I loved it it was a privilege have not a like about James as well yeah. absolutely zero ego is he? yeah oh, I don't he's, know. He's zero yeah. he's yeah. self deprecating that good. way I love that about people zero yeah. um, ego and I okay. really good person you like to do James. some
4: yeah. things with a ball sometimes you would be in training <laughs> You <laughs> <was being> <laughs> <laughs> would do some things in the, on the training ground, and you'd be like, oh, "Wow, yeah. how did he do that?" That's um, he was a, what's a player? A, yeah, yep. brilliant talent. And
3: I mean, he played for. He come back up here, didn't he? He went yep. to St. John'son. Aye. he did Aye. indeed. He uh, I'll need to move on. I've got the teams. They've dropped. So uh, Ross County: Laidlaw, Randall, Baldwin, Watson, and Smith. Young uh, Dylan Smith, sixteen years old. Harmon, Latourie, uh, Kenny. Sims, Murray and the aforementioned White and the Dons Roos McCrory Scales Shinny the captain Meowski and Duke up front of course Hayes and Pollock Clarkson Duncan and McDonald uh, Mark what about Livy against St. Johnston what do you think is going to happen there?
5: Massive game for yeah, St. Johnston tomorrow yeah. uh, Paul the defeat last weekend at Ross County's kind of dragged him into that you know Callum Davison yeah. said that oh, relegation fight um, it's one that St. Johnston Need to go and win. And again, I think Livingston have slipped a wee bit. I think there's just that more of a, more in the line for St Johnson yeah. in terms of just a win tomorrow, would, I think would take them absolutely out of any relegation fears. I'm going to go for St Johnson to win 1 0 tomorrow.
3: Barry, what do you think? Saints thought they were out of it, they're not yet. No, I, yeah. I think that they'll still be fine, St but-
4: Johnson. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think they'll get dragged into it. But I don't think they'll win tomorrow. I think Livingston will win. And that's the, I think Livingston will go into the top six tomorrow at right. 10 to 5. Yeah. I heard so, you saying that. Yeah. Yep, I'm going to go, gonna go um, a scrappy 1 0
3: win for Livingston. Okay, so that would put Livy, as you say, on the 42 points. And you think that Hibs are going to lose to Hearts. So, yep, they would be. They'd leapfrog them. Uh, Rangers against St. Mirren. Mark, what do you reckon?
5: Uh, I fancy Rangers at home but I think they really need to dig uh, deep You know, I think St Myrna will make a real game of it tomorrow I know Barry's going to be there and I think he's going to enjoy the game I think it'll be good St going will have a go I fancy St Myrna to score tomorrow I'm going to go for Rangers to win a real entertaining 90 minutes 3-2 Rangers
3: Oh wow for the five goals <laughs> Five goals last weekend but it was for Celtic Is it going to be a 3-2 scoreline do you think?
4: Yeah I, I think oh, Rangers yeah. will win but I think St they will, will make it Tough, um,
3: and I'm going to go Rangers to St Myrne Okay, that's what you reckon there. Today it's been dominated uh, you know, by the fact that we haven't, uh, was Ross Wilson leaving the club. Final word on that from uh, the manager who wanted to speak about the former sporting director.
7: Obviously, uh, we wish him well. I think uh, in around the training ground, he was a huge positive figure. Uh, obviously, someone that I worked really closely with. Uh, a lot of people in the club as well around the departments which he oversaw and uh, obviously we've been having chats behind the scenes for a couple of weeks and and it was clear that this he felt this was an opportunity for him to um, to go to a new club and and start a new journey so we wish him well you know he's he's well liked around the club a lot of the players uh, were recruited in the time that Ross was here and he's got a lot of time uh, for them and it's vice versa and as i say he was a, he's a friend as as well as a colleague so we really wish him well
3: and he of course starts immediately at nottingham forest and will any of the rangers players head down to east midlands do you yeah. think barry yeah i've seen a few people speak about that yeah. um, we just need to wait and see
4: They're obviously the two everybody's speaking about is and and ryan kent um, yep. so yeah but I, I just think it's worked out the way that both parties would have liked it to work out if, if somebody's interested in, obviously a director of football mm. the best thing is the deal's been done as yeah. quickly as possible and both parties can move on
3: now Can I throw a name at you and I've not mentioned this to you what about Craig Moore a ranger's great we know him well he joins us here every week when he's not uh, in Australia could he be the kind of guy <laughs> who could be a sporting director working with Michael Yeah Bale? I
4: mentioned it to them I call him yeah but I, I listen I'm not just saying it because he's a friend I know I know what Big Oz is like he loves his football he's doing a bit of agent work just now um, knows everything about football he's got good connections um, so yeah I, I think it's, it's it's worth a shout um, I think he it, it would be actually would be ideal for that sort of job Mark? but well, what yeah. I would do
5: very briefly I know is split Ross Wilson's jobs right. into two have somebody that just works with Michael Beal solely on football mm-hmm. and then somebody else to, to win the, the with the, with the women's game with the, the medical the sports science all that kind of stuff somebody just concentrates on the first team with the scouting and the manager and all that kind of stuff Craig Moore great contacts knows the club but the most important thing even though he's working in the media just now, he's very good at that. Mm-hmm. He's got great connections. He's well liked. He knows football. He knows the administration kind of side of it, and he's a kind of guy that's got a fantastic personality that could go and work and, and, and build relationships. Okay.
3: Final word then for Sunday's game, Kilmarnock against Celtic.
6: Uh, the manager spoke about uh, his fullbacks in particular, Alistair Johnson. With Alistair and and, and probably Tomaki as well. Um, you yeah, know, they, they, they're fairly mature guys. Um, in terms of, I know this is their first foray into European football, but, you know, they, you know they're, they're both um, sort of mid-20s and, you know, obviously Alice is 24 now, um, but he's played international football. So my reckoning was that could, he could come in and make an impact uh, immediately. And we needed him too because we kind of knew Yossip was, was, was moving on and, you know, we didn't know that Anthony would, would get an injury that would keep him out um, from, some, from some key games. So... Um, you know, having him step in and, and do so well has been, has been pleasing. And he was asked about Sunday, the plastic pitch? Yeah, yeah, it, it comes into it, definitely, They're, you know, particularly, I mean, you know, without it sort of being this particular case, but if you've got you know, certain players who maybe, you know, um, would feel the effects of a surface like that, you take that into consideration, definitely. Um, you know, from our perspective, um you know, I've said before, it, the game's a little bit different on the artificial surface. Doesn't really change the way we play. Um, you know, we still want to try and sort of play the football we we play on a weekly basis. So, um, you know, the players understand that. We'll we'll have a run on our sort of artificial surface tomorrow, just to give them a, a, a little bit of taste for it, and then um, tackle what's what's before us on Sunday. Barry Rugby Park. What's going to happen Sunday?
4: I, I think Celtic will, will win the game Um, but I think Derek will, will set command up to be very difficult to play against um, but I, I like listen he's just saying there he's no use it, an excuse they're going to train tomorrow on it mm-hmm. so the guys not, most of the, the guys that are going to be playing have played in it before anyway and that's naturally that's a natural thing sorry you would do is, is train on an artificial the day before you're actually going to be playing on it so um, no excuses for the Celtic point of view but I think Celtic will win the game 2-1 2-1 what yeah. do you reckon Mark
5: yeah I think Celtic will, will, will win um, and they'll win
4: 2-0 goals in the second half
3: thanks very much that's us we've run out of time enjoy the weekend have a great day back at Ibrox tomorrow Excited yeah I, to I'm you? looking forward to,
4: yeah. to, to getting in and um, sampling the hospitality and hopefully <laughs> yeah. seeing Rangers get the three points stock up the bar quite well
5: there, <laughs> don't in, drink an empty stomach not not no no yeah. no
3: Guys have a great weekend too, Paul. Everyone enjoy it We're back uh, The three of us At five o'clock We think the three of us Hi <laughs> uh, uh, Tracy Oh Tracy's on uh, Monday at five Thanks so much Zoe Is up next After the
0: news
2: The Go Radio Football Show With Macklin Motors Brand new Toyota Showroom In Head Road Darnley Let's go